Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Guns and Associates podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Young Ayat, consultant and analyst for Guns and Associates. For this episode, I'm here with Steve Guns to talk about what's on deck for 2024 at Guns and Associates. Steve, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and I think like everybody else, trying to get all the year-end stuff done before, uh, you know, kind of a well-deserved break for everybody on the holiday season, so kind of hustling to get it all done. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, we've had our first year of these podcasts, and I'd say that it's been pretty successful. Um, you know, I had a good time hosting it, and I think we, um, you know, really engaged our listeners and expanded our audience this year. Um, so what's a better way to close out the old year than to start thinking about what we have in store for the next one, right? Um, so Steve, I just really have three questions for you today. And although they might seem like a little random, I do think that these questions poke a little bit at some areas of curiosity for our research community and those in our membership too. So let me start with the broadest topic. Um, and so my question for you is what's on deck for our key research in 2024? All right. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. And uh, the obvious thing I think most people know is we're uh, at our next cycle for the world class rim. You know, we tend to do it on every, uh, you know, even year. And, you know, at this point, uh, I know it's a busy week for us trying to lock down the survey design and, you know, certainly thrilled that uh, we've set a record as far as the number of companies participating, as you know, in the survey design sessions, you know, having seven of those uh, in person, finally, you know, where we had, a, you know, nice dinners the night before, and then we had over 80 colleagues representing 44 organizations help us just improve the survey design, you know, take, take the learning uh, deeper. So it was great, you know, with the uh, cities we have visited here in the U.S. and also our uh, European tour uh, that we did in the uh, October, November a time frame. So um, uh, the world classroom research, as we know, it, it evolves. We have the uh, the core aspect uh, as far as the world classroom performance rating. Um, so it's non technology, everything about you know the excellence and managing regulatory information, you know globally, getting those business benefits, you know the efficiency, you know high data confidence, all those things that we normally a study, but it's uh, really looking forward, you know, as far as you and I have really evolved the uh, organizational section, you mm -hmm. know, there is such a shift that we're starting to see in regulatory. It was kind of slow and I think it'll really pick up steam uh, to really get um, a pulse on that, on, on where it's going, you know, both from kind of skills, culture, organizational structure, you know, certainly Kelly's revamped her section, focusing more on, you know, the strategies under structure data management support, uh, structure data management submissions. And, you know, Greg and I have been working with a lot of people about the uh, kind of next wave of advanced technology. So that's just a world-class rim and I'll carry us through the uh, spring. And, you know, we always do, you know, two to three, maybe even four smaller pulse surveys. You know, certainly we're eyeing a deeper dive on what RIM is for a med tech, you know, the evolving or changing remit for reg ops, um, and also, you know, preparing for this whole wave of, uh, you know, generative, you know, AI. So those are probably some of the poll surveys. And, you know, um, you know, we always have one or two very small poll surveys that just appear, you know, and we do them, you know, throughout the year. So as you would suspect, a, uh, a full key research uh, schedule for 2024, which we're very excited about. 
That does sound really exciting. And yes, I'll echo that. It was really nice to be in person with a lot of our um, design session attendees. Um, this is the first time for me to be in person since I joined the team, you know, uh, right in the beginning of COVID. Um, so speaking of World Class Rim, um, in our design sessions, many of the attendees spoke about the hype cycle of advanced technology. Steve, why don't you talk to me a little bit about this? What are some of those automation areas that we believe are hyped, you know, quote unquote, these days versus the ones that, um, that, you know, we might be paying some close attention to. Yeah. And it's, you know, what's really interesting about this, it's a rapidly evolving conversation because uh, this was, as you know, uh, you know, we spent a few hours in each one of those seven design sessions on it. And we have a, a baseline, some of the use cases we use with the advanced tech and automation. Uh, we get those from the DIA, um, you know, um, you know, tech working group um, that a lot of people we know are on that. And it's good to track those over time, you know, as far as, you know, there's a belief that these will go in production. And a lot of it's just intake, you know, automating intake as far as putting information into the, the systems, auto classification, say, of health authority, uh, questions that come in from the different health authority, health ministries around the WIA world. But what we find very interesting, and it was a deep conversation, as you know, in these design sessions, there is so many discussions, every publication, podcast, whatever you will, talks about, you know, the problem, especially of uh, artificial intelligence that seems to have the spotlight and generative uh, AI where it's going to be a game changer. So we follow, we really like the, uh, the Gartner hype cycle. So we wonder, you know, and hopefully the research will start proving this out, you know, early next year, you know, as you say, what aspects are hype? Because there's things about, you know, fundamentally you know, automating regulatory intelligence. You know, we think there's going to be pieces. It's going to be incremental change, but not full scale change. You get things in generative AI, especially for the larger uh, biopharmaceutical companies, uh, that they're applying that to get the first version of a CSR clinical study report and maybe taking one or two weeks off that critical timeline from last patient visit to database lock to the CSR to the regulatory submissions. So what I would say, there's a lot of experimentation going on, and I think we're going to know, you know, what aspects uh, are going to be breaking through, I think, in the next, uh, you know, six to 12 months. But there certainly is a tremendous amount of discussion. And what was fascinating about our design sessions with all this big conversation going on, there was very little as far as additional use cases and regulatory that we collected. It's kind of the same ones we've had for the last four years with a couple of exceptions. Um, the thing that I think is more interesting is that maybe, you know, as far as the, the hype of uh, automation, generative AI bots, is it really more of a cross-functional proposition? So it's the combination and we're seeing this big triangle of regulatory R&D quality and also safety and uh, misal adding clinical, that maybe more of these opportunities are cross-functional versus within a silo. So we're we're seeing that you know very clearly, and and also some other people I collaborate that I uh, I view as thought leaders and really respect that seems to be kind of common conversation. So uh, long-winded answer to your uh, question there. <laughs> Well, I, I know for us as a research team, we're always curious as to what's next, right? And so I guess yeah. maybe the cycle will learn a little bit more. But for me, I feel like um, the the conversations and discussions around, you know, advanced technology has always been 
loud. Like there's always been discussion about, you know, what's in the future and what's coming. But I feel like we've never, um, like you said, it's always in very sort of incremental um, yeah. progress that we see. So um, for my last question, I want to turn our audience's attention to the topic of change management. Um, because, you know, regardless if you like that phrase or, you know, some people are allergic to that phrase, um, managing change is really an unavoidable skill that I think everyone needs to really develop and continue developing. I know here at Guns and Associates, you know, we've, we've formed a whole forum to really explore this area with our members. So, so maybe my question for you is, what are some areas of change that we're really exploring in depth for 2024 in terms of organization evolution, upskilling and regulatory? Like you said, the landscape and regulatory is really evolving um, um, within the organization. Um, so speak a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's. I think this is going to be a fascinating thing because I know we've talked about like from an organizational structure standpoint and, uh, and regula regulatory generally and say classic reg ops specifically, it's been kind of status. I mean, a static, you know, organizations always evolve. They're never, you know, purely static, but there really hasn't been that much substantial change. But we're starting to see that in the macro regulatory organization, you know, in the uh, reg ops, uh, the remit uh, with uh, business excellence, you know, the continuous improvement. But I think the biggest thing we're going to see, and I think we really have the questions right, you know, in the world class room survey. The one big thing I think is upskilling, you know, yep. and upskilling has, I think, um, two different uh, dimensions to this, um, you know, for next year is number one, just the emergence overnight of data sciences. You know, we have data architects, data stewards. Um, I love the, the one um, kind of, uh, you know, colleague uh, in the Chicago design session that talked about the dataverse, you know, <laughs> yes. so it sounds like kind of, you know, a Marvel, you know, Marvel movie. <laughs> You know, but that's what we're faced with. And it's it's the connecting of all this data, you know, from regulatory, clinical, you know, the uh, commercial side, ERP, launch, you know, databases. And there's a growing conversation and there's conversation from a generational standpoint about more tools to, you know, consume this data, you know, Power BI, other, you know, different types of things to connect and um, actually consume, you know, doing a lot more cross-functional analytics. And that's a skill set. Um, what was fascinating in three of the design sessions, people kind of were thinking out loud, you know, for people coming into regulatory, it's so much more tech and data savvy. Is it somebody that has really good data skills? Is it easier to teach them regulatory or kind of regulatory peach, uh, uh, people teach them, you know, the data skills? So I think that's one half of it. And then something that's near and dear to our heart is, um, Certainly, I always are very transparent about my biases. You know, that term change management, I always, you know, prefer transition management because it's constant transition where we always know what changes, but it's the how, it's the transition. And I know a couple of the uh, consulting engagements uh, that you've had, the one that you led were, it was more upskilling things that we have our masters on, you know, as far as, you know, change yeah. processes can be predictable. Uh, there's different organizational strategies uh, that work, you know, working with resistance, you know, all these topics we're exploring uh, with our members in the OSEC forum. And thing, um, even though my master's is, is over 15 years old, um, even then we started seeing in some of the classic, you know, master's programs, kind of where you were at in University of Penn, I was at American University, 
there was more non-OD professionals, you know, more business, you know, leadership, because they just wanted to get skilled up and really understand, you know, the underlying aspects of, you know, organizations that transition, how teams, you know, high performance, how individuals transition to be more effective in their leadership management role. So, so something that's that's very, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, exciting. And there's a whole new generation taking over, too. Uh, so kind of the up, up, upskilling of those, you know, and maturing of those leadership skills. So I think the combination of this big, um, you know, push on the data sciences versus we're in constant change and getting better skills of, you know, how organizations, teams and individuals successfully transition is, is huge. Yeah, I agree. I think that change agent skill, like I said, it's it's sort of an unavoidable skill, but it's also a really critical one, right? Because as you yes. said, organizations are always evolving. And so they always need to be evolving, right, to improve performance and improve efficiency and all those other things. Um, and in order to do that, the workforce has to evolve as well. So um I think for our world class firm question, I think one of the things that's kind of interesting is that for that for that question about upskilling um, and those um, data specific roles, I know last year we sort of asked about like you know what roles are organizations investing in, um, and you know we got some directional data, but this year we sort of pivoted by by asking you know instead of specific roles, what specific skills right that are related yeah. to being a data scientist or a data architect or you know governance person um, will 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 companies be really sort of, you know, putting underneath the microscope and, and wanting um, to be part of the team. So I think that will be very interesting to see. Um, yeah. And I think the struggling to get those skills, you know, it's such a talent, you know, a talent struggle. How, how do we get it? How do we keep it? How do we develop it? It just seems like there is an increasing focus, rightfully so, um, you know, on some, you know, these skills that are, you know, kind of unique and, you know, maybe in seven or 10 years, they're mainstream, but it's, it's a really interesting time. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of big discussions about that in the upcoming year. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me wrap this up. Um, Steve, I don't know if you want to say anything about, you know, some exciting words for next year, but um, I know that we have a lot more podcasts planned. And um, so before I talk about what we have next, you know, please um, go ahead. Yeah, I think, you know, just to echo kind of like, you know, uh, the sentiment, you know, kind of here at the uh, close of the year, you know, it, I, it's been a great year. And I think it's been a great year for a lot of people because we're back in person, you know, we're mm -hmm. back into our kind of our cadence, we're traveling, just just doing those design sessions, you know, felt special versus five, six years ago, you know, felt kind of routine. I think 2022, we thought we were going to be where we were at here in 2023. <laughs> Uh, but we're, you know, we're, we're here um, and it feels kind of good to be, uh, you know, back and, uh, you know, kind of moving around the globe. And there's nothing like connecting with people in person, breaking bread and having a meal together, uh, those things. So I, I think that's where my mind's at and, and very thankful that we're, uh, you know, kindly, you know, that we're through it, you know, on the pandemic, even though, you know, it's it's kind of like the uh, the flu now. You know, we always have to be very cautious about things, but boy, it's great to be back. Yes, it's really nice to meet a lot of the people in our community in person. For me, I I have to say I'm always a little bit surprised by how tall everybody is when I see them in person. Um, but maybe that just speaks to how short I am. Um, but anyways, um, so for our next podcast episode, 
we'll have a guest on to talk about a topic that we've been working through quite a bit lately, um, which is to really explore the question of what's a proper framing of a digital strategy. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what my guest has to say about this. Um, so I hope that, you know, um, you guys will tune in for that conversation as well. So thanks, Steve, for chatting with me today. I hope everybody has a really lovely week. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>